0: Spirit portals are open, and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts, and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. Well, well, well.
1: Friends... Enemies. And those still under review, welcome to Dustfire Media's new Avatar Legends campaign. Uh, We're excited. I'm excited. I am your occasionally humble GM, Steve Durgan, and I am joined by some incredible human beings. Um, Folks, tell us who you are, uh, your preferred pronouns, and one reason you're happy to be here. There are no wrong answers. But this is a safe for work podcast, so please just spare Justin the editing on the back end. Um, So, yeah, who would like to jump in first?
2: Um, I guess I will. I am Nikki Bond. I do she, her pronouns, and um, I'm just happy to, like, be having fun with the, like, I really like my character a lot.
1: Excellent. I hope you do like your characters. That does help. <laughs> you should be sympathetic to your own character. So glad you're here, Nikki. And what is the name of the character that you are playing tonight uh, and I- for the future?
2: I'm playing Akifumi Yako.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Nikki. Let's go to Gus. Who are you? Hi. Uh, I'm
3: Gus. Uh, I'm playing Amuksur. A, Muxur, a um, you know reason that i'm happy to be here is this is exciting get to do an actual play actual play podcast with wonderful human beings
1: yes so <laughs> glad you're here i think i heard he him is that did uh, you say yes. it,
3: Gus or I, did, yeah. I just, he, him, did i just he him know for me than... <laughs> and he him for for my character as
1: well awesome awesome let's go to will hey will
4: Hi, babes. My name is Will Jinkies. I use they, she, pronouns. Uh, I will be playing Lynn and Cloth uh, in today's campaign. Um, and I'm excited to be here because, you know, I wasted my job's money. And I spent the nine cents to print these on corporate dime. And I think that's reason enough to be excited. A little bit of theft is moral and good.
5: The least he could do is steal. <laughs>
4: Exactly. It's the least you could do. I love that. <laughs> and this is a
1: safe place. We do not report on each other for stealing from corporations. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your you listener,
4: to. if you report me, I'm going <laughs> to out. <laughs> so we'll find out. We'll find First out.
5: episode, right off the bat, threatening listeners. I love it. <laughs> We're going through the checklist. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Danny. Hello. Uh, my name's Danny he, him pronouns. Uh, I will be playing Min in this campaign. She, her pronouns for her. Um, and I'm happy to be here immediately because I'm not at work. There are deeper uh. reasons, but right now, I'm just really happy I'm not in the kitchen right now. <laughs> mm.
1: Let us all yeah. take a moment to savor not being at our jobs. Uh. Yep. Nice meditative list, <laughs> respite. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, and if in case I didn't say it, I go by he him. Um, and I'm so excited to work with this group. Uh, we've already seen these folks a little bit here and there. Um, but this is the first long form campaign that this crew will be a part of. Um just ah, so excited for the energy that y'all have, for the inevitable humor and chaos, and uh, <laughs> the heart that you will bring to this Avatar verse. Um, for those who are new and listening or watching us on Twitch, um, Gus mentioned the phrase actual play. This is an actual play, podcast slash vodcast, which means that we are actually playing a tabletop role-playing game. Uh, so we tell a story, for those who are unfamiliar, and sometimes we roll some dice to figure out what happens next. Uh, We are specifically playing a TTRPG called Avatar Legends, uh, which was created thanks to 87,000 people on Kickstarter and Magpie Games. Uh, So whether you're a fan of all things Avatar, Last Airbender, and Korra, or a fan of tabletop role-playing games, or both, or neither, welcome. Uh, And for those who have been with us for a while, uh, following Dustfire Media, formerly known just as Flying Bison Podcast, thank you. You make me want to cry for all the right reasons. Um, And we've been doing this for over two years now, thanks to your support. So thank you so much. Um, Let's see, y'all. I think we should start by summarizing in the briefest, most formulaic and beautiful form, um, the pilot episode. So when you play Avatar Legends, you figure out how your crew gets together before you jump in. It's not like D&D, at least the versions of D&D I used to do, where you all sort of have to fake and fudge your way into being together in the first session and be like, oh, well, I happen to be going to the same place and I also need uh, beer from that tavern. What a coincidence. We don't do that here. Uh, Avatar Legends allows you to establish, in hindsight, um, a pilot episode. And then you start after that pilot um, and so, it was just a simple three act structure. We did a fill in the blank for this. We'll get into details as needed. But the short of it is that our group, we befriended Tenzin, who gave us a, a peek, uh, early access to view Aang's staff, which was to be displayed in a new museum tower in Republic City. Um, act two, we discovered a terrible truth about what's happening in Republic City namely that someone has actually stolen Aang's staff, replaced it with a fake, a very um, accurate, beautiful replica, and that this same agent or set of agents is likely looking for more historical artifacts. And in Act 3, we saved and rescued uh, the Republic City Council from a mysterious group, which Tenzin suspected to be the Sentries of the Red Lotus, At the very end of that fight, it was actually confirmed uh, implicitly that this was the Red Lotus. Were they acting alone? Were they acting with somebody else? Uh, We don't know. We're going to explore that together. So let's set the scene, shall we? Republic City, a testament to harmony and progress a bustling metropolis where tradition meets innovation, where spirits meet mortals, where bending and technology coexist, the spirit of unity and diversity flowing through the very heart of the city. At least some say so. For this city is also a place of turmoil, constant war between the triads, rampant crime that even the avatar and Chief Bayfon can't seem to keep in check. And perhaps there are even darker, more subtle forces at work. The camera pans down from the gleaming facades of skyscrapers, down deep into the city where Sato mobiles whiz past each other, blaring their horns, where spirits float curiously through the streets until we land on an unadorned sign on the side of the building. It says, Medical Ward. We're taken through a series of pale white halls until we land upon this room looking down on four young people in hospital beds. The sun has just begun to illuminate the room with a warmer light than the stale bulb of the ward can provide. And just then, Tenzin walks in and addresses a nurse. Are they all right? Only minor burns. They'll be fine. A nurse whispers into his ear. Ah, very good. Tenzin pulls open the curtains that separate you in this room and addresses you all. Good morning, each of you. First of all, thank you for the courage you showed in protecting the council last night. Second, and more importantly, I want to apologize for what happened. I never should have let you get involved. It's too dangerous. I can assure you that Chief Beifong and the White Lotus have the rest of this under control. And please, get your rest. With a curt nod, Tenzin walks out, leaving you no opportunity to respond. But the four of you are awake. Your burn wounds have been tended from last night's battle.
6: What do you say or do?
4: God, I hope we don't have to pay for this.
1: lynn would you please tell us what you look like for our listeners for the very first time
4: yeah so lynn is about five foot six is relatively pale pretty skinny but not concerningly skinny just like skinny um (laughs) typically has her hair up in two buns uh just cute enough to go out and about in the town, but just practical enough to walk around and fight bad guys in. Um, usually wearing a jacket uh, that was once her father's, uh, it is lined with fur, it is brown, with baggy pants that, again, are practical enough to be work pants, but cute enough to look good while working in. Um, combat boots of sorts, uh, and she usually looks like she just fell down. Not in like the dirty way, in like the, the bruised or banged up kind of way. Uh, socially acceptable amount of bruised and a little dirty, but not like a gross amount. Just socially acceptable amount.
1: And that's I'm, Lynn. I love this careful tightrope that we're walking right now. <laughs> Lynn. But it's so helpful to be handheld through that, you know?
4: You're let's so make, welcome. let
1: make sure... That we in picture a socially appropriate amount, an acceptable amount of these things,
4: yes, it's she's not weird. Please stop thinking that.
1: okay. That's sorry,
4: actually weird of you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am the weird one. Yes,
1: yep. Thank you for that, Lynn
5: Um, you see uh, Jing Min sitting up in her bed. And kind of gathering her things, already getting ready to go. She's like, there's no way we're paying for any of this. And, um, she throws her bow behind her back. And, um, you see Jingmin, she, a teeny little girl, um, just above legal driving height. Just below, maybe actually, she can't legally drive, sorry, just below legal driving height. Uh, she's rocking a high pony that she uh, keeps fixed with this um firebending uh, hairpin. Um and she also has a headband around her head. She has um she's wearing those poofy pants. You know the poofy pants. The pants that poof but tighten at the bottom. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. She has those. And um she's the the Top she's wearing seems to be, um, definitely not for her. Like she, she might have like taken it from like a some sort of store for a, for men, and just sort of threw it on. She has it tucked into her pants. Um, and yeah, she's she's already rearing up to leave. Love I don't
6: that. know if we're cleared to leave just yet.
1: Are people supposed we to clean us? I don't,
2: don't want to just sit here.
1: The nurse looks up from her clipboard. Ah, you are cleared to leave. And then walks out. <laughs>
6: there we go.
2: Great. All right, then. <laughs> Akifumi jumps up, ready to, and stretches, ready to get moving. Um, she's about a 16 or 17-year-old girl with long black hair up in a ponytail. Um, wearing a Fire Nation two-piece with an Air Nomad Sasha over over it. Um, she also wears baggy pants, so baggy pants club here. <laughs> <laughs>
6: um,
2: and yeah, she has a pair of boots on too, but they're like little short boots.
6: Cute. Love it. Gus,
1: tell us what your character looks like.
6: Um, you see
3: Muxur um, so kind of walking back in looking at everyone with a bag in his hand eating because you know he was just craving fireflakes he went down to find <laughs> some fireflakes just ask everyone you guys want a snack no he's about 5'10 uh, wearing black but also black hair and pants because the baggy pants are the only way to go and you have martial arts to do
5: Hair
3: and pants. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, you see a lot of silver in his hair. Uh, he's got a little bit of a beard with gray in it. He's definitely the oldest in the group. Um, and he just kind of walks over to Jingmin and offers her a snack.
5: Uh, Jingmin looks Amook right in the eyes and just starts stringing her bow. And then just turns and sits up, puts everything in a bag. All right, what's the what's the next move?
3: I just figured we'd have some snacks until they said we could go.
2: Then well, there's just said, we, said we, can go.
3: we could go. Oh, do you guys want snacks? Because it's just for me then. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good. Starts
6: eating his fireflakes.
2: <laughs> I'm good. We need to figure out what to do now to get that. We need to find Ings staff
4: is go home for a little bit. Maybe take a nap in our own beds. An okay step, maybe?
6: I don't know about you, but I can't just sit still after that.
4: That's the difference for the two of us, I guess. Because I would love to go home right now.
3: (laughs) Amok takes a big sigh and just all right, I guess we should go look for clues, right? There's no more time for food. I
6: mean, that sounds That's like kind a good of what I was thinking. Okay. okay.
1: Gus, as your GM, I want to clarify, you are able, as a character, to eat while you walk.
3: <laughs> eating tastes better when you're not
7: walking. Honestly, that no, yeah. That is true.
1: <laughs> But I won't even make you roll if that's something you want to do. That's what I'm saying. Um, roll with focus, please. I want to roll so, to yeah. see
3: how badly it goes to walk and <laughs> eat at the same time.
1: <laughs> you know, Fireflakes are dangerous when used in the wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, as you step out of the ward and into the sunlight of Republic City, um, you are immediately hit by a wall of sound. Um, Sodomobiles um, The chatter of people uh, The smells of the city Which in this particular quarter Are just okay It's not super smoggy But it is a little bit smoggy Let's be real And that seems to be amplified By a little bit of mist uh, Which is breaking now Um, I'm curious Who among you Would consider yourselves Especially observant um. Well, <laughs> one of, I, thanks will.
5: One Not of Lin. One of Jingmin's masteries is sensing. Yes, excellent. The prodigy. Yeah. The prodigy.
1: Jingmen, perhaps others see this but without question you do. As soon as you step out onto the sidewalk, you notice around the back side of the building, just tipping into an alley. A small head pops out, perhaps just as small as your own small head, given that you're a 12-year-old. I'm not sure exactly how small a 12-year-old head is, but I imagine that it's it's slightly smaller than a
5: fully adult head. A couple of inches in diameter.
1: (laughs) Not that small. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But even at this distance, you are certain that their eyes are directly
5: on you. Um... Jingmin will just, not even telling anyone else in the group, will just turn around and start walking directly towards that alley. Seeing that this, uh,
1: this person recognizes your beeline, they step out just a little bit, not their full body and frame, uh, past the corner of this wall into the alley- alleyway, and just beckons to you with their hand, and then vanishes
5: around the corner. Um. The rest of you guys, you, you each hear Jingmin like, what are you looking at? Come on, come and talk to me. Why are you scared? What are you looking at, huh? You think I'm scary? Jingmin starts progressing into a run and starts sprinting and turns down the alley.
1: Well, I love I'm the looking. energy outmatching your size right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Just <laughs>
3: internally goes, okay, here we go again. Start running
4: behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, Akifumi also follows behind, like, Jingmin, wait up!
4: Lin is not fast, but she will follow <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have this crystal clear order.
1: So as you all make it around the corner, uh, Jing Min, you realize uh, this, this little street urchin does not run from you They merely wanted you to step into the alley, which is innocuous. There's nothing but a pile of trash behind them and some shadows. With not much in them.
0: Okay.
1: But you are looking at what might be as young as an eight-year-old. Um, and the street urchin looks up at you, unkempt, very clearly dirtier than Lynn. Uh, perhaps slightly more <laughs> bruised than Lynn. Maybe not even a socially acceptable amount of bruising and dirtiness.
4: Someone has to do it. <laughs> oh, we just, I saw we just, what you went last night. Sorry.
1: I tailed you uh to the fight in the city hall. You're not cops, right? Looks at Jing Min. You're too young to be cops. Except for you, Grey Line, turns and looks at Amuksura. You just call him old? No. But you're not cops. Just kind of scans again. I'm glad you figured that out, that out on your own. Um
0: who so are I'll you? take that as a no.
1: No, no, I'm not a cop.
5: No,
2: no. we're not
5: cops, right, guys?
2: No,
4: <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Absolutely <laughs> not. The
1: Look,
6: we hate Republic City.
1: I have some information might help you if you're trying to stop the weirdos who wrecked house last night. Oh, but first, and the child reaches out a hand expectantly.
3: I immediately. Dump half my bag of fire flakes into his hand.
1: <laughs> uh I do collect food on Tuesdays and Sundays, but uh what, I would what prefer days it today? Why would you say no to
5: food? Um Jingmin, Jingmin dabs them up.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's
5: fair. I'm sorry, Danny. Jingmin dabs them up. There's a little, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. One of those.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was great. That's still not money. Do you, you have money?
4: Do we have it? You money? asked us to come here.
6: <laughs> right. Cause this is a discreet operation.
4: Right. So what, it, what do we get for the money? The information?
1: Yeah. I sell information. That's what I do.
4: All right. All right. Um, I'm
1: really good at it too. I get good information.
5: I can tell, I can so, tell
1: you're
4: good at that.
5: Uh, Steve, this isn't something that I spoke to you about before, but I like to think that Jingmin robbed her parents blind before fleeing from her home. I accept. So, I will not ar- okay. argue with this. So she just, <laughs> grabs, um, she just has it like in, loose in her bag and just grabs whatever she can, bills and change, and just dumps it in his hand. All right, oh, info. that's better.
1: You can see that the kid... Uh, they kind of like go wide-eyed for a second and then quickly mask and appear unmoved and
5: stuff the money away in a little pouch. Never seen that amount of money before in their life. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, Heck yeah.
1: So there were rumors of a showing two nights ago. Not long after the staff, you know, the staff you're looking for, it went missing, right? So not long after that, there was a showing curiosities, rarities. One of the guests got a little loose-lipped he, uh, and then bragged uh, that they had put eyes on Avatar Ang's staff glider thing, a real talker. So word, has, word on the street is that it's in the hands of some avid collector of things.
0: Collector.
5: Who's so, this collector?
0: Ah, Puts out a hand again. That was non-information. What you just gave
5: us? We told just us gave you
4: a lot of money, like a lot. Yeah. Do you want to mm. count it? I don't
1: mm. even know. Because <laughs> if okay. you don't want to so kind of I look, can count
4: it,
7: it
3: wasn't to be rude, little boy or child. <laughs> do you know
1: how to count? I am not enumerate. Uh, thankfully. And what does that mean? I. What uh, <laughs> And I also have a decent vocabulary, because I trade in information. Uh, and okay, I yield. That was a good amount of money. Thank you. Short person. Looks at Jing Min. <laughs> this kid is indeed
5: shorter than you, Jing Min. The first time Jingmin's looked down on someone since she's been in Republic City.
1: <laughs> it's the first time you've seen a small child. Uh, um, <laughs>
4: So, I thought you meant, like, emotionally looking down upon that, because I would agree.
1: Oh, no, yeah, probably probably that, too. <laughs> Love the sass, Lynn. Love the sass. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, who is this talker? Uh, goes by He Shang Ling. Trust fund kid with a little gambling problem. Spends too much time with the bottle, too. I think that's why they talk so much. I don't know who the collector is, though. Uh... Just the talker, because he talks a lot, gets into trouble. So,
2: you anyway, where we, do you know where we can find this talker?
6: Hmm. No,
1: I don't. I think that's all I got. Which I wouldn't admit if I knew more, because I like making money off of people like you. Thank you so much for your business and good luck. Oh wait, no, no, I'm supposed to ask. If I can do that for you and find out more for you, would you give me more money?
5: Yes, most definitely. Yeah. All right. And then the kid
1: just disappears. Oh, I'm Benny. Bye.
4: (laughs) Bye, Benny. (laughs) See you
6: soon. I hate that kid.
4: (laughs) I'm so sorry.
5: (laughs) I don't don't know. He kind of grew on me.
2: Yeah, he at least helped us out some.
5: All right, so He shang
3: How are we going to get a hold of him again? All we know is his name. Is he going to um, find us? We going to find him?
5: Well, uh, maybe if we find out where this um, rarities and collectibles showing was, we can go there. Maybe they had a list of yeah. some kind. Yeah,
2: that's a good idea. I wonder if... Um... Hinton or anyone in the council would know where that is.
1: This is a good time to raise a question for you, Gus. <laughs> or rather for your character, Amuk Suler. I will tell our listeners a little bit of what happened last night in Republic City Hall to provide context for this question. Uh, as you were fighting the mysterious force that descended upon in the City Hall, uh, you discovered that they were not just attacking, but seeking to place some type of strange devices on the heads of council members. They were prevented from doing this, not merely because you were all capable fighters, not merely because Tenzin, of all people, was there to defend them as well, but because of a pivotal moment in which one of this, one of these mysterious agents, turned on their own. In this turncoat after creating some serious openings and opportunities for you all, caught a lot of fire uh, from one of their uh, former allies, barely made it behind a pillar before they grabbed you by the collar, Amuksur. And they looked you in the eyes, their face now unmasked. And she said this with a desperate look. You have to stop the Red Lotus. All of history is at stake. And you recall, Amuk, how she pressed a map into your hands before she died, collapsing against you. Now, Amuk, my question for you is this. While you did share the vital information that this was indeed the work of the Red Lotus, as implied by this turncoat, confirming Tenzin's suspicions, you did not share the map with Tenzin. In fact, you have not yet shared it with the group. And so I'm curious to ask you, why didn't you share this map with Tenzin? Let's start there.
6: I feel
3: Amuk is trusting of Tenzin, but it's better to keep certain things closer to the vest to make sure that we can fully trust Tenzin.
6: Mm. Because you just don't know. And even with the group yet, I'm still hesitant to show the map. Okay. Very well.
1: They do not know what they do not know. And I thought it would be important to ask that there. Because uh, there are markings on this map. You have taken a peek. Um, And so you know, Gus, Two of the locations that are marked on the map correspond to where you've just been. One was the tower where Aang's staff was initially displayed before it was stolen. And the other was indeed uh, the city hall. There are several others, both within Republic City and beyond. Let's go to... Oh, sorry. Looks like you're about to say something, Will.
4: Oh, no. That was me reacting to the sound my chair made. Genuine apology. (laughs)
1: your reaction to your chair was indeed moving
4: i'm trying i really am to create moving and intricate media
5: (laughs) any place you can find it any place that's
1: right (laughs) so you have a name and one of you has a map what do you do
5: Um, I think uh, Akifumi mentioned that Tenzin or maybe one of the council members might know where this uh, showing took place.
2: Unless it was underground, I guess, but it'd be at least worth asking them.
5: Yeah. I guess we could have asked Benny a little more questions, but.
4: He owed us way more than two cents of information, just for all on the same page. Yeah, that was a yeah. lot of money.
5: Yeah, I just. No, yeah, I'm not wrong. It's oh. okay. Yeah, I it was. When we lot. find
2: out more, we can remind him how much we gave him.
4: That's so Listen, smart. I think that's a pretty good plan. Yeah. Maybe if oh. we find this uh, big talker, we can ask him if there's more showings. See if we can
6: get into one of them. That's a great plan.
2: Yeah, that that would be good. Um, the first, so you need we to find him.
1: And I have put the name in the chat for reference for nice. y'all.
5: I to typed Shang it incredibly Lin. phonetically.
2: It' was almost right.
1: <laughs> I love when my notes are almost right. I feel validated. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amok.
6: Yes, sir. what do we do? <sighs> I say we go find that talker.
0: Okay, how?
4: Let's go start asking around. I mean, if he's a someone who likes to drink, if we go around bars, ask bartenders, if there's anybody who owes a tab named uh, He Shang-min, I feel like we have a pretty good chance of finding him.
3: If I was going to suggest if he's a big talker and a big purveyor of collecting, Tenzin might know who
4: he is. It doesn't hurt to ask Tenzin.
5: Also, I can't, there's no way I'm getting into a bar.
7: Yeah.
4: <laughs> you can sit outside. It's okay. I'm, we'll set you up with one of the—I don't know what. We'll find something for you to do. I'm
2: also below age technically, but uh, maybe Jimmy and I can go find Dinzen and ask him if he knows anything.
6: Ah, uh, split up. I think so. Sure, sure.
1: I'm down. Excellent. <laughs> I love a good plan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I say let's go with Jingmin and Fumi first. You said you're, to, you're going together to Tenzin? Yeah. He's yeah. probably
5: still in the hospital, right?
1: Well, he left. Didn't he? He, he, oh, he did left a while leave a little now. bit ago. But Fumi, you would know uh, that Tenzin has plenty of business, usually back-to-back meetings in the city hall. And there are still sections of it that were untouched by the attack. And so it is very likely that he would be conducting business there.
2: All right. We head to the city hall, then. Um.
1: As you step through the entrance, uh, you see some of the burn marks in the uh, main hall from where this fight took place, uh, leading into the council chamber. And it's like a crime scene. There's police everywhere. Um, They've walled off certain sections, roped off sections with cables. And Jingmin, you notice um, a little bit of uh, gear on the ground, the broken remains of one of the devices that the Red Lotus had tried to shove onto council members' heads. Now, there are several police officers in the room, so it would be quite noticeable, more likely than not, if you were to do anything about it. But I wanted to alert you to its presence. Hmm. Um. Um, um, this seems like an um of somebody checking the things <laughs> they can do in their playbook.
4: That's mm. my favorite kind of um, so genuinely. Um, um, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah,
5: playing a game, let's roll some dice. Uh, so Jingmin will rock, walk past it, but in an effort to retrieve that device, she will pull out an arrow that she has affixed to a long uh, rope or a string and as nonchalantly as she can sort of behind her back draw it into the bow and shoot it at the device and pull it back to her
1: this is the first roll of our beloved campaign and I have to say Danny this is a push your luck if I ever heard one Beautiful. So mom. could you please roll? Push your <laughs> I feel like it's going to
3: turn into a heist now. Out of out of now,
5: would where. you say we should have gone to the heist? <laughs> would you say that I would be relying on my mastery in the skill of sensing using this because I'm not looking at it? I am as <sighs> trying to nonchalantly as I can to because are I'm you asking
1: it. me if making it harder for yourself deliberately makes it easier?
5: No, because I passed it and I took, and Jingmin, she took note of where it was. And she wants to be not lot, So she doesn't want to be turning back and looking at this device. She wants to just, you know, what as would the mechanical
1: benefit can. be if I said yes,
5: Danny? Honestly, I just realized now nothing. There'd be no okay. mechanical benefit. I thought, I thought not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I <love that>. Oh, <laughs> yep. Just, you know, learn, learn my playbook. I would ignore penalties from conditions and statuses. I don't have any conditions for statuses. Indeed you do not. Not yet. Okay, I'm gonna push. I'm pushing.
1: All right, push your luck, Danny. What do you get?
6: That is a seven. Okay. Ooh. Well,
1: for push your luck. It costs Mm. you. To scrape by, you do it, but it costs you. What do I think it costs you, Danny? Oh no. (laughs) Let me ask you: What is the worst thing that could happen right now from Jingmin's perspective? I don't know. She dies. Oh, (laughs) take it a notch from there. We're dealing with the We're we're dealing with Republic City's. What's the worst thing that could happen?
5: Insta kill you. So. Yeah, I think the are you defending so I think the worst thing that would happen is she doesn't get to do this whatsoever that she doesn't even get the device. Um I think next to that the worst thing that would happen is that someone sees her. It's ultimately yeah. what she's trying to avoid.
1: Yeah. I think that's the low-hanging fruit, my fancy archer friend. <laughs> you release the shot and your arrow on a string indeed hits its target and makes a clanking noise, as one would expect in this large echoey chamber hall. Mm, And while you picked a choice moment when three officers were looking at different things, certainly not at you and not at this piece of equipment, they all look at you now.
5: Wait. Stop right there. What are you doing? Oh. Oh, Sorry, sometimes the boat just has a mind of its own. It just goes off by itself. Um, let me just. And then she starts dragging the string back with the device still attached to it, hoping they just don't notice, maybe.
1: <laughs> you are very clearly dragging a metal object across a tile floor. Um, one of the cops steps on the arrow and stops your pull. And another cop makes for you as though to bind you. Uh, with metal, when the third officer raises a hand and says, Wait, are you the kids from last night?
2: Yeah, we are. Thank you for taking a very close look at this scene for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid, it's not for you. Um, but sure, look, just I don't know what you're doing, just leave that thing. It's part of a crime scene. This is very serious. I'm glad you didn't get hurt yesterday, but you. I'm not
5: going to say anymore. Just get out of here.
6: All right.
1: Okay.
5: And i uh,
2: We should probably keep going. Yeah.
5: Jingmin puts a foot on the device and yanks her arrow out and just closely follows after Akifumi.
1: Excellent work, Jingmin. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <yeah>. <laughs> Gio, she I turns
5: it. to Aki Fuma and goes, yeah, I tried.
2: No. I, I'm so sorry. There were too many of
5: them for me to help. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I'll steal it later.
1: <laughs> Thankfully, you didn't say that too loud, Jing. <laughs> The two of you successfully go to the room where you find Tenzin. He's just coming out of a meeting, luckily enough, Fumi.
6: Hey, Ah, Tenzin. Fumi, are you well? Yeah, feeling much better now. Good to hear it.
2: Hey, so we wanted to know if you know anything about someone named Tixing Ling?
6: My name is unfamiliar to me. Why do you ask? Um, just that he apparently has been talking
2: about collecting things. So yeah. I wonder um, if you know about that or the collector, any of that thing about? Yeah.
5: Apparently he was at um, a showing last night where they showcased like, collectibles and rarities. Um, I didn't know that either of you were interested in collectibles
1: and rarities. Uh, am I missing something? We're I interested feel there's in- more to your question, Fumi. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, I was just thinking that if they're, they're talking about collectibles, maybe they know something about Aang's staff.
1: Ah, uh, yes. That makes a great deal of sense. And unless my memory fails me, I very clearly instructed both of you and your two friends not to interfere. However, I... Can assure you that we have this handled. Do I
6: understand that, that you are agreed that you will not chase these leads, Fumi?
2: Yes, yes, I won't.
6: Ah, that is a relief. And you, what was
1: your name again? Uh, Ming? Uh, Min, you can call me Min. Ah, forgive me, Min. It's okay.
5: Alright, um we should probably go then.
1: Yes, I, I, yeah. I'm afraid I have many meetings to attend to. Yeah.
5: We're just gonna go to yeah. our collective homes and not chase leads. That would be wise.
2: Oh, thank you, Tenzin. Akifumi like quickly hurries been away.
5: Yeah. As soon <laughs> as Tenzin is out of ear and eyesight, Jing Min will start making a break for I'm sure the city hall has some kind of like records or Mm-hmm. Somewhere we can learn about where this thing might have taken place. Which thing? This uh, this showing that this man was told where uh, He Sheng Ling was apparently being a big talker at.
1: Ah, you're wondering if there are records of recent events. Yes. As in yes. two nights ago events.
5: Yes.
1: Okay. All right. I will. I will pause at this point and cut to Lin okay. and Amuksur. <laughs> A big sigh from Danny. <laughs> oh, 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 the pressure's off now that I've had to steal that thing. Oh. Tell me what is happening, friends.
3: I think I... we would definitely go for the most expensive high end bar we can find.
6: That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, this Are is the closest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> On our way there, I just kind of look at you and, and just like Lynn, not to be rude, they might not let you in. You're a little and emotions
6: little what underdressed yeah, underdressed
4: I mean, I can go change do we have do we have time for that
6: no. No, we, okay. We don't. I wonder what the staff wear there. Because hey, if there's a back entrance, I could go around the back. You can handle the front. I. <laughs> Sorry, that was accidental. I didn't even know what it said
1: such I a setup. It. Such a setup. <laughs> Gus is taking. All of the strength in him to resist the jokes that are possible right now. And we thank him. <laughs> For those who would like more such jokes, we do have a patrons-only show called The Forge, which is not a safe-for-work podcast. And it airs once a
6: month. That was fine. And then And then Lynn
3: made that face.
6: Okay, I'm good.
3: It's not a bad idea. Let's figure out if we can maybe steal you some new
4: clothing. That feels like an easy enough thing to do. Let's. I'm gonna go see if there's any other entrances besides the front entrance. Uh, Lynn's gonna break off and.
3: As as it breaks off, I'm like, wait, should we have a signal if something goes wrong?
4: Oh, that's a good idea. Um, What do you have on
6: you? I have nothing.
3: Uh... (laughs) I'll, uh, I'm just thinking, take out a flask of my water and just water bend freeze a, a little stick. Hand it to, to Lynn. Throw it. If you're in trouble, uh, I'll hear the okay. ice shatter.
4: I'll throw to the ceiling. I'll make it obvious.
3: That, that works. Yeah. Yeah. That I like cool. that plan. If it melts, okay. we need to leave.
4: Okay.
1: We've
3: been there too long.
1: Oh, there's okay. a built in timer? Okay. I, I, you turned me <laughs> around on this smart. idea pretty quick, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Because then you can't use it to to signal anymore. We got
4: to be already gone.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love this.
4: So Lynn's going to walk around the back. Is there any, is there another entrance, like a staff entrance?
1: Absolutely, Lynn. There is a staff entrance with a nice rusty short staircase hanging off the back. And somebody is out there smoking a cigarette on their break. It does indeed look like an employee. They're wearing a simple black tunic.
4: Hey, I just got hired yesterday. This is my first day. Um, Do we pick up uniforms here? Or is there like something else?
1: You got hired when? Yesterday. Oh, I didn't hear. Okay. Uh, well, uh, typically we... We, uh, well, just come this way. And this gentleman walks down the stairs um, and uh, shows you uh, to a room that has a bunch of uh, frozen uh, meat in it. It is not sealed at all. Um, There is uh, a wall of liquor bottles as well, obviously, in much better condition given that they're sealed and don't require refrigeration. Um, and there are some really dumpy, um, shirts. There aren't, uh, I'm sorry. There are no, uh, new outfits. Normally we dress nice. Uh, you and I look similar sizes, but I still got a couple hours uh, to work.
4: So. Oh, that's, I mean, do you think, I mean, I'm just, I'm barback staff. It's nothing too customer facing. Do you think we could just. I could wear something a little bit dumpier.
1: Yeah, it should work for a day. Uh, just make sure you apologize to the boss. He really doesn't like that stuff. What was your name again?
6: Uh Jingmen.
1: Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, that's right. There's a roster over here somewhere that should have your name on it. And he fumbles uh, he yeah. over to a desk and starts picking up some clipboards and furling through papers. You said it was yesterday. It shouldn't be too hard to find. It's not far back at all.
4: Yeah, I don't know. It was after the big like thing at City Hall. Somebody got hurt, needed someone to come in for a couple of days.
1: I would love for you to roll a trick, <laughs> Lynn. Okay. This sounds lovely and tricksy to me.
4: Um, could this you is- walk a girl through how to do that?
1: Yeah, so it's just 2d6 for every roll in this game. And it's under your basic moves, which should be in your quick reference guides. And I can read the move for those who are unfamiliar as well. When you trick an NPC roll with creativity, so you will add or subtract whatever that stat is, Lynn, on a hit, they fall for it and do what you want for the moment. On a 7 to 9, you'll pick one. Of three possible options on a 10 plus you'll pick two uh, what did you get will
4: um we rolled an eight plus a two so that's gonna oh. be a 10.
1: creativity is your strong suit excellent yeah. this is the adrift playbook correct yep awesome so on a 10 plus you pick two of the following options option one they stumble They take plus one forward to uh, you take plus one forward to acting against them, meaning any roles that you would have to do in the course of these interactions, you'll add a one to that. Stumble doesn't have to be literal, it's just some type Mm -hmm. of fumbling mistake on their part. Uh, Option two, they act foolishly. The GM tells you what additional opportunity they give you. And option three, they overcommit, they are deceived for some time. You get to pick Um. two,
4: Will. I'm gonna choose those last two.
1: Okay. Oh, that makes that makes a ton of sense. It was ah, uh, it was because of the thing last night and oh, the all the fuss. I remember the boss was so upset about that. What a tiffy! Ugh.
4: yes, too much.
1: Oh well, you know, uh you seem like the right kind of kid, and you stepped in at a really good time for us. I'll take the dumpy clothes. you take this, and <laughs> the guy just oh. takes off his black oh. tunic and gives it to you. This is your additional opportunity will
4: <laughs> great, okay, oh my oh wow, thank you so much you know i I really appreciate this that's Uh, all right
1: you know you're the one helping us out we're trying to keep a good business i bet i've got the cred i could probably stay a little hidden this time around you know i know my i know my job pretty well so anyway you do the good looking thing and i'll do the uh, you know the dumpy thing
4: sounds good thank you and lynn's gonna walk out so confidently (laughs) Lin,
1: it fits well enough. Slightly extra material, but nothing as conspicuous as the dumpier of the options uh, that mm-hmm. you could have had in there. A smashing success, I must say. Amuksur, tell me, are you going through the front door?
3: Yeah, I'm just gonna walk in and like any other patron.
1: Well, You are immediately struck by the smell of cigar smoke, Amuksur, and the sound of a live band. Um, There are horns playing. Uh, It's a very energetic, upbeat, brassy take on an old Urhu song that you're familiar with. And um, I think there's a little bit of drums in there too. Mm -hmm. You look around, people are dancing, they're wearing nice clothes, um, but I believe you've told me specifically uh, that you have clothes that are right in the middle, enough for you to blend into such situations well enough. And so <laughs> you don't mocking. stick out like a sore thumb as far as you can tell. Um, someone addresses you shortly after you step within the door. Uh, just a table for one. Uh, no. Can I, see, can I have a seat at the bar? Of course. And they wave you towards the bar where there is an open stool right in between two enormous and strangely muscly people.
3: <laughs> just sit down. Can I wave down the bartender?
1: Yeah, the bartender just finishes some flair bartending, a couple nice tricks. There's actually a little bit of fire involved just for pizzazz. Seems like they're a firebender.
3: Smells like cinnamon. They're just throwing things around, peaky style. little
1: sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> hey, honey, what can I get for you?
3: Hi. Can I put down? I'll put down one Republic credit. What do we call our currency?
1: You want? You're gonna need you a, want a little more you than want? one,
3: honey. <laughs> oh no, this one's for you. I'm supposed to meet a friend. Maybe you've seen him here before yet already.
1: Oh, are you new here? This just sweet and all, but normally I do get bigger tips for questions like that. <sighs>
3: Oops. Pull out three more Yuans.
1: Hmm? I I've suppose, got fire flakes, honey. Oh well, no need for food. I got plenty of food here on break. <laughs> what was your question, honey?
3: My friend, I'm supposed to meet someone him here. Goes by the name of uh, He Shang. Ling?
1: oh the loud mouth guy yeah yeah, yeah you. Know. yeah you he know. comes here often enough um what can i do can you let me know when
3: he when he gets in or if he's here already
1: well i don't i don't know if i've seen him today let me go and uh have a look around just for you leans Thank in, you. gives you a nice wink <laughs> and uh, what about the drink honey uh a cactus juice oh the 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 stuff no 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 the she looks at her watch i'm uh, not to not to judge or anything. it's just normally it's folks don't do that until late, late, you know
3: <laughs> okay just just water, water's fine, you're right, it is really early for cactus juice. Interesting change of pace,
1: but I do support it. I try to take care of my patrons real well, so I'll get <laughs> you that water lickety-split. Okay, honey. She turns around and is uh, quickly hidden behind this bar. And the bar is circular, uh, and so she's kind of scoping out the other side of things in the restaurant. Um, Gus, as you're sitting there, as a is sitting there, one of the very large figures next to you slowly turns their head and leans in to look at you better. And as they do, you just hear a creaking emanate through the bar under the weight of their elbows. I'm Donna.
6: What's your name? <laughs> Hi, Donna. My name's Lee. Why are you looking for He Shang Ling? I owe him a favor. You in trouble? From what I hear, he might be in trouble. Hmm.
1: All right, then, slowly turns back, and then seems to meet the eye of the other equally large figure opposite you, Amuk Sur. Nothing else comes of it, at least for now. Let's cut back uh, to Jingmin and Fumi.
2: All right. I think Aki Fumi is just following Jingmin because she knows where she's going.
5: Make sure no one sees
6: you.
2: it.
5: And no, Jingmin is like zigzagging between the halls, like peeking like corners and like hiding behind things, like trash cans. If someone walks by, just looking for like where this, the city records
1: are, I guess. Yeah, you quickly find the city records. Uh, you know, they're, they're not hidden by any means. Uh, there is quite a lot of them. Um, but a secretary is able to direct you swiftly to events. And I can tell you and spare you the trouble, Jingmin. Um, this event is listed nowhere.
6: So maybe it was underground.
2: Yeah, seems
1: like it. Given the you know the nature of the event, the likelihood of it being public is a little low.
2: I wonder if it would have been under another name.
5: Oh, like a front—that's what they call those. Yeah. Hmm. All right.
2: Um, what else happened um, the like two days ago?
1: Is that a question for me, Fumi? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, a, is that an <laughs> open ended Steve? Please give me clues for my memories <laughs> question. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I think rather than dig into the past, let's, um, let's let the two of you go through some files and records there, um, perhaps fruitlessly. That's my leaning currently. Um, <laughs> and let's cut back to Lynn and see if Lynn has any success. Lynn, you have donned the garb <laughs> of the employees yep. in this fine establishment. You have successfully stepped in to the back entrance. What do you do?
4: Yeah, that's a great question, because I don't think Lynn's ever worked a service job before. The <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, no. that is genuinely a great question.
5: To start uh, fruitlessly wiping things.
4: <laughs> yeah, I really think that's going to be the go-to, is she's going to take like, a little rag, and she's going to start wiping down tables that are empty, trying to eavesdrop on things. Um, I think an important note here, uh, for anybody listening, is that uh, Lynn grew up in the circus, uh, <laughs> so the the chance that she's spent long enough in a restaurant to like observe what barbacks do, or really anybody who works a restaurant does, is pretty slim. So she's just... Wiping things out and listening.
1: <laughs> okay. I wonder if there's a role here. What do you all think? Do you have experience in eavesdropping, Lynn?
4: Ooh, I'm going to go with like a little. Not a okay. profound amount. I would okay. say,
3: yeah. You eavesdropping the circus to, to hustle people better.
1: Yeah. Cool. A hustling uh, face painter. Sort of, right. Right, sort of person. Yeah, we've all met those. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that between the moderate familiarity that you have with the craft of stealthy listening and the challenge of you acting like you're something that you have never really substantially experienced, mm-hmm. I am going to put you at a push your luck. Okay. Let's see what information you absorb. Okay. How passionate are
4: you? Um, <laughs> we have a minus one to passion, so that's going to be a seven.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. Seven is the total. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you push your luck in a risky situation, say what you want to do and roll with passion. On a hit, you do it, but it costs you to scrape by. And that is where we are with a seven. We're in that lovely seven to nine range where so much of the good stuff of stories happens. <laughs> <laughs> um. And to, to just to clarify the goal, Lin. The goal mm-hmm. is just to hear something of relevance to He Shang
4: Lin. Yeah, or maybe even another collections show and tell.
1: Ah. Okay. Huh. Lin, as you are somewhat chaotically wiping tables and trying to seem like someone who belongs where you are you notice um, a lady who seems a bit extravagant in her movements, despite it being somewhat early in the day. And perhaps she too is a talker because she's a bit loud, and she is bragging to a neighbor, as well as the bartender who does not seem that interested, but is nodding while wiping a glass. And this is what you hear. I can tell you that I'm going to be invited to the next one. And I know this because he gave me this little napkin and he wrote it on there. And it says, uh, well, I don't know, actually, does that look like an address to you? Well, anyway, he definitely wants me there. So I wouldn't worry about it. Um, And we'll hold off on any consequences or costs of this for now.
4: Can I give you the treasure trove of things that could turn into consequences?
1: Oh, you could give me two good ones if you have them ready, Will.
4: Yeah, I do. Because I think Lynn's going to go over and start trying to uh, clean up the bar, right? Take maybe a used glass, a napkin with an address on it. (laughs) Right? So. the way this is gonna go is that she's gonna walk over there, like she knows that she's doing. She does not um <laughs> pick up a a glass that's basically done. Pick up another done glass, knock over a half done glass, and immediately Oof. go to wipe up the mess of poly- Oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. To not knock over that drink. I, oh, grab the napkin, oh, oh, honey. slip oh, it into how, pants. How, how, oh, oh, I'm. So- oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I just bought this. Oh, ma'am. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can get you right now? A, t- a towel? I don't know. Ah. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Water? This is going to stain.
4: I'll get you a towel right away. Lynn books it. Not like books it immediately, but she's going to walk to the towards the back and leave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So... Lynn, I'm not going to make you roll a separate roll, because I like extending this related to your roll, because uh, I already have a consequence in pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of all that chaos that you beautifully orchestrated, you walk away with a soggy napkin that may or may <laughs> not have a usable address on it. However, someone puts a hand on your shoulder and stops you before you reach the exit. You turn around to see someone dressed in very fine clothing with a distinctive badge that seems to match the logo you saw on the sign of the building. It's a man with very cold, stern eyes and a furrowed brow and slicked black hair. You don't work here.
6: So who are you working for?
4: Nobody.
1: I would like to cut now to Amuksur. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if this is torturous, y'all. I love it,
5: it so great. much. No, it's, I love oh it. Oh, my like, God. What <laughs> <high>. <laughs>
7: these, cuts,
5: these cuts are cutting. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> 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 these <cuts are> cutting.
1: <laughs> Amuksur, your lovely bartender returns to you. Uh, honey, I, I I asked around a little bit. And to be honest with you, and she leans in close, I think people are a little weird about that name right now. And I got some sour looks, so I kind of stopped, because my boss tells me to stop when that happens. So I'm guessing that for on this is just not the type of thing I should do for you today, honey. So good luck, and here's the water. And she slips the water to you. Namuksur and she continues about her business. But the two large figures next to you now both turn towards you at the same time. Hey, Donna.
6: Yeah?
0: (laughs) Perla?
1: I don't think Yisheng Ling is in trouble, but I think he is. Oh, no. I think you're right. Amuksur, they both stand up and they gesture for you to follow them, you know not where. Can I take, as I get up,
6: the glass of water that I ordered and just spill
3: it on their shoes? You could. And to ice
1: over their feet ah now i see where this is going <laughs> go. <laughs> i was like is this just like disrespect <laughs> ordering
5: the glass of water was perfect like, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel
1: that yeah i was like oh the waterbender ordered water <laughs> <laughs> so you turn it slick into ice into ice and is the goal here a to to freeze their feet in place or to cause a slippery surface that they might slip on? I'm just curious freeze how you picture. Freeze their feet in place. Okay. Okay. Oof. These are some big people, Gus. <sighs> I know. And you've only got a glass of water for four boots. <laughs> um, so... I can pull I water from to... uh,
3: from the bar. There's still more bar water.
1: What's that? Are you would you like to Is extend there... I'm gonna give you the opportunity to get a mm. little more umpa here. Okay. Because okay. I think you see as soon as you throw down that glass, you're like, I'm gonna need more water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a split <laughs> second here to repair or to add to this action. Okay. Uh as the waters
3: splash from the from the cup with my other hand, I definitely wanna like bend water away from the bar onto their feet as well.
1: When you say away from the bar, Gus, I'm just trying to picture this. Are you bending everyone's drinks out of their cups? Or are you like just hoping that there's a sink running?
3: Uh, no, I like the idea of stealing everyone's drinks every single <laughs>
7: Oh my
3: gosh! <laughs> you just oh see glasses, one big arm movement, and it's just trails of <laughs> drinks coming out.
1: Oh, this is beautiful. I'm so (laughs) uncomfortable and I love it. Um, Ahok-sur, you are quite adept as waterbenders go. And with one smooth gesture, tons of drinks are emptied and swiftly brought to the feet of these two imposing women. You're adept at freezing things, but it's the swiftness that I will put into a pusher luck. Let us see how quick you are on this occasion.
6: Um, can I use
3: <laughs> pinpoint aim for that? Can you use that what? Technically, pinpoint aim. Is that ah, more... can you read that for us? Uh, so, pinpoint aim is my mastered fighting technique. So take. Oh, uh, take the time you need to line up a perfect shot become prepared in the next exchange if you advance an attack roll with focus or passion your choice if you use strike you do not have to mark fatigue to choose what you inflict
1: so unfortunately the mechanical no. benefits of this technique would only apply in an exchange Okay. but also fictionally it sounds to me like something where you would need a bit of space and preparation okay Rather Sorry. than something that would suggest, ah, I can definitely do this thing fast. Okay. <laughs> Faster than these <laughs> these uh, muscly people can stop me. So, um, what All did right. you get for your push your luck, Gus? Oh, I
3: haven't rolled it yet. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I'm in suspense. Give me a number. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. The face oh, tells us no.
3: everything. It's a six.
1: Okay, a six is indeed a failure. Oh, a miss. Uh, a miss, yes. Was well, it water? <laughs> um, you are quick, Amuksur, but they are quicker. And you are quickly lifted from the ground, one of their hands on each of your shoulders, just hoisting you off of the floor. Now that you've seen them stand to their full height, they're each at least a foot taller than you. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are very large people. Mm -hmm. And these two ladies, um, as discreetly as they could while lifting a person and walking through a building, um, start to carry you uh, into a back room. Um, Lynn, I would like to give you an opportunity here. Um, (laughs) You see this over the shoulder, Of the owner who is currently confronting you. Any reaction?
4: I feel like Lynn cannot react to that
1: as (laughs) much
4: as I. As much as the faces I'm making tell everybody everything I'm thinking about what just happened, Lynn can't react, right? Lynn cannot. Mm -hmm be associated mm-hmm. with the other ragamuffin <laughs> in here right now that is not oh, that separate oh, so he, cold I love it he
5: said that if anything goes wrong throw the ice stick so maybe you should just throw the ice stick cause
7: that's like something that going wrong.
4: this is the worst tie. He, he can't help I can't help you go, don't oh my, stand God, my down, pockets are flat who you work for
5: <laughs> the ice stick is just melting in your pocket
4: Right. Like it looks like it looks like Lynn's peters up a little bit. Oh, no. is
1: <laughs> so oh, bad. God. May I lean into that little detail of fiction, Lynn? <laughs> the owner does look down for just a split second. <laughs> and a face of something mingled with pity and disgust comes upon him. I've gotten that face before. Um, I would like. To play this consequence out, Gus, and I'm sorry for perhaps removing a smidge of agency here, but leaning into this role and its consequence, I'm going to say that you are swiftly brought into a back room and you feel the tremendous strength of these hands as they've moved you here. And even as you're carried through this short stretch of the bar before they take that, that corner, You are struck by how few people look up to even care about what is happening. And this gives you some indication of the sorts of things that may or may not take place here on a regular basis. Well, now you know. Uh, You are quickly sat down in a chair and bound. I will give you an opportunity to say something, if you like, or to try something um, before we switch to another person. Lynn, you do see him brought away. <laughs> you know, kind of to backtrack a little bit, does this place have a name? It does. And we're going to call it the Woozy Crown.
6: Okay. Um,
3: as I get tied down, I'm like, so this is the kind of service you get at the Woozy Crown then, isn't it?
1: Donna gives you a strange look, then looks up at Burla, who matches her expression. You know we don't work here,
6: right? I was, I was being sarcastic.
1: Oh, well, stay put. Burla stands watch as Donna leaves, Amuk. You do not know what is happening let's cut to Lynn and ask Lynn for a response to this
6: owner's difficult question.
4: Lynn looks like she's peed herself. It just might for real. Um, Looks up at this guy and says, nobody. I am really just looking for work. I just got to the city a little bit ago. Guy out back said that there was a uniform needed some help. And I, Came
1: inside. Oof, Lynn. I don't even think there's a role here because of how implausible it would be to this man. (laughs) 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 The man looks you up and down one last time and then just shakes his head. And as soon as he shakes his head, as if it were a signal, Lynn, you are grabbed from behind. Yep. Your hands <laughs> brought behind your back, and you are walked into the same room that a muxur is being held. The person who walks you in is an employee dressed in the same garb that you're wearing. And they look confused as they see Burla standing over a muxur, but then shrug and put you next to another chair and tie your hands to it. So, uh uh business? Burla just goes, Yeah. Oh no. And this um, employee leaves, Lynn. Uh, You are alone with Perla and Amuk.
6: Hey! I look at at Lynn. (laughs) Do you still have that thing I gave you? Kinda. And then looks down. Can I.
3: Is is Perla looking at the both of us, or is Perla just standing guard at the door?
1: Um, Perla is not at the door. She's mostly just hovering over you, Amook. Now it doesn't mean she's laser focused. She, you know, you notice kind of out of the corner of your eye that she looks at you and then she looks at the wall, disinterested, and then out of curiosity, drifts over to Lynn for a moment.
3: Using using the melting emergency signal. Can I use that to try to sneak and cut our binds?
1: Ooh. In other words, has it melted so much that it cannot cut?
3: Or just use the water to
1: Ah, use
3: the water, right. Use the water that's melting from it, yeah.
1: Yeah, this gets into a nice uh lore question. I wonder if anyone can help me weigh in on this with the difficulty of bending while your hands are bound. My impression is it's quite difficult.
4: Like we see,
1: Boomy bend Earth because some of his like head, is, head exposed, is exposed, but he's kind of implied to be one of the best there ever was. Um, any other examples anyone can think of, or, or well, there's one um,
5: in Korra, there is um I forgot his name, but the bloodbender in the first season is known to be what they call a psychic bloodbender, so he doesn't need to move at all which is something that's very rare to see and mm. requires incredible skill. I do have a very specific background.
1: Tell us with about some your background. Mentorship.
3: What's that? I said with some very, very specific mentorship.
1: Tell us about that. <laughs> what might help uh, you
3: to do this extraordinary thing? Amuk, before partnering with all of these younger adventurers was at one point a equalist Mm. who was being mentored by Amon. (sighs) So much so that he still has half of Amon's mask as a relic to remind him to never go back to being that short-sighted.
1: Yeah. Well, that is pretty hefty, Gus. Um, Draw a line for me. From your training, perhaps even a specific memory, if you like, um, to this task. What types of things did you learn from Amon?
3: Learned that even when a more I need phrases in a way that fits. Amon's training wasn't it wasn't simple it was brutal it was never an easy day of training it was a day of in order for everything to become equal we have to put ourselves through the most difficult tasks we can there'd be moments where Amon would lock me in a box and restrain to escape only using what I had to be able to escape with
1: well if that isn't a juicy piece of fiction that comes in handy here (laughs) I do like to reward my players improv I don't even know if that was prepared Gus (laughs) alright I would like to suggest that this is still a push your luck yeah but I will allow it so give us a roll please be better
7: Please. (laughs) please be better
1: have a tark out, please. Okay. Yeah? Ten. Oh.
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. Nice.
1: <laughs> and Luke, I'm gonna give you some camera control here. Describe what happens.
3: Uh we get a close up of the puddle that's forming underneath Lynn's leg. Uh whether, <laughs> whether
1: only from the icicle or also. Whether from, from the Lin's... icicle <laughs> or from Lin. <laughs>
3: Just Lynn's bear the back of Lynn's barefoot and the water starts to slowly kind of come up in almost like a spiral. And as it comes up, it just starts to like dig into the ropes, kind of like a corkscrew and just slowly kind of like chip away at, at the ropes or whatever it is that's binding the both of us to our chairs.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, The ropes burst. Gus. You successfully wedge it in there. You got a 10 plus. You succeed. Um, you have an opportunity here, both of you. Uh, I would like to cut back to Min and Fumi, Aki Fumi Yako. Um, the two of you, you have um, swiftly exhausted what you consider to be reasonable options in this records hall. Ah. Uh, aliases, the convolutedness of trying to search under possible aliases, the speculativeness of the venture presses itself upon you, as well as the boredom of being in these archives.
5: I feel, I feel like Lynn and the Mook are doing a lot better than we are right now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Girl.
2: <laughs> I wonder if they've found anything yet. Maybe we should yeah. meet up with them. <sighs>
6: All right, sounds like a plan.
5: Let's go. All right. Yeah. Um, Jing Min is very visibly defeated.
2: Oh, <laughs> as as he <laughs> her back. Like it's a, it's a dream. my child.
5: Um, as you, you pat sure her back, have... she sort of winces. He goes, "I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's go."
2: I'm sure they'll have good news for us. It'll be fine.
6: That's.
5: Okay. I'm a
6: very useful girl.
2: I know. Um Yeah, you are. It's just that we didn't have much luck with Tinzen. and
5: Yeah, he's just a dummy. Let's go. And yeah, Jing Min's stomping.
1: Love the little stomps, Jing Um <laughs> the two of you um how do you intend to find your friends? I that they're going to a bar, right?
2: They're like, huh, any sort of bar district in Republic City?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're familiar enough with the time that you've each spent in Republic City to know that there are some popular strips, some places where you could find dives, some places where you could find bougie bars, and um, some of the bougier ones, I'm I'm just going to tell you, they're not that far from the city hall.
2: Okay, yeah, we're going to try over there.
5: Let's go to the first bougie bar we set our eyes upon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like Danny's plans for the weekend, typically. <laughs> the first
1: bougie bar I set first my eyes upon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: I realize <laughs> I can't afford this. I go to a dive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Let me see. Um, I feel like it's difficult as you're passing by various places um to know uh which place if any makes the most sense to you. You could go with this this um this option, Jing and really just uh, jump into the first one. Um, Fumi, do you think you would also go with that plan?
5: Just checking.
2: If I can't stop her, then I'm gonna follow her. Well, but
5: it's very difficult to stop her. <laughs> In general. That's just like it's just the part of Jing <laughs> hmm. Probably
2: try Fumi. and follow. Huh? Yep. Yeah, I'm probably trying to follow, but like also like ask the people at the front, like, hey, have you seen these two people?
1: Oh, really? You're gonna go bar to bar a little bit? Maybe <laughs> yeah, ask that's... some people and give a description of Amuk and Lynn? Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay the innocence of of two of the youngest members being like, hey.
4: We're all going to be in this back room in five minutes, (laughs) aren't we? (laughs) You know,
1: the possibility did cross my mind, Will. (laughs) Um, I was leaning assess the situation before, but I think this is going to be... I think I'll just lean into the fiction here because I think I know what's plausible if two young-looking kids walk up to the front of a bougie bar and start describing someone. Um, Fumi, you see someone taking a long drag of their cigarette. You're not even sure that they heard your question at first because of how long the drag is. But when they finally turn to look at you and release the smoke in your face, you get the message.
5: Uh, Steve. Yeah, I had a so. Jingmin isn't much of a talker. She's probably the pure opposite of the face of the party. So while Fumi's doing all the questioning, um, Jingmin will try her best to peek in to the bars to see if there's anything, um, that would give any kind of clues that. Her friends were there. Maybe some ice caked to the floor.
1: mayhaps <laughs> Now, Jing can you describe where you're standing? I just kind of need a little physicality here.
5: Right behind Akifumi, peeking okay. around her.
1: At the entrance. Yeah. Not in the sure building. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe looking
5: through a window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to say you don't see a thing, Jingmin. (sighs) Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But as you continue to stand there and peer into this window, nosing around, the person standing outside with their cigarette turns to you now, Jingmin. Look, kids don't spend time here.
6: So, can't help you. I would
5: leave. I, mean, I can understand why you're not that pleasant of a presence to be around.
1: I had difficult parents. That smells nice really day.
6: bad. You should put it out.
2: That's why we're uh, looking thanks, for.
6: adults. thanks, kid. What's that?
2: That's why we're looking for the adults to help us.
6: There are parents. We lost our parents.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, sob, sob. Very, very tragic story. Look around. This is everyone's story in Republic City. <laughs> so you got to get a new one. Sorry. <laughs> they finish their cigarette, tap off the remaining ashes. Seem to put it out even though it's not
5: actually quite done. As you're doing that, Jing Min's or Aki Fumi sees Jing Min begin drawing her bow. And knocking an arrow, looking at this man with just oh. pure anger on her face.
2: Akifubi is going to put a hand on his shoulder to be like, Stop.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <It> says, <laughs> says the person. And they just back into the establishment and fade away.
5: <laughs> <sighs> I
2: don't think they know anything. Calm down.
5: He's got to find them. Um, a moment later, we'll say a split second later, Jingle,
1: <laughs> you do see, because you're standing in front of the entrance, where this person backed away, and then the door <laughs> swung behind them, a little bit of glass in the door, and you can see through that glass that there are people walking towards the door with very severe expressions on their faces, being pointed towards the door by someone behind them. It's a commotion. There's some noise back there. That's really all you can get out of it. You assume that you have mere
0: seconds. Maybe they can give us information.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jing-min stands
5: in front of the door, tapping her feet, waiting for them to come out. That's
4: fair.
1: <laughs> Oh my word, Fumi. Any, uh, any other moves here? in the <laughs> intervention? Just gonna give you a chance here to say something um, before
5: I. Uh...
2: I'm gonna try and like pull her arm. Be like, hey, we need to get out. They're, he, they're not at this bar.
5: Uh, maybe we get to learn something from him. They seem like people who know a lot.
7: <laughs> no, they don't.
1: <laughs> As you say, no, they don't, Fumi. <laughs> the door bursts open and three people step out and grab the bow that Min is holding. Entering into, I assume, Min, a power struggle because you would not yield that bow to nobody. So, Oh, no. <laughs> um, but you are quite small. And so as they pull, they lift you off the ground, much as a Muxur <laughs> was lifted off the
5: ground <laughs> by some larger people just earlier this afternoon. Um... As uh, she's lifted off the ground, Jingmin will yell out and say, wait, wait. Wait for what?
1: Can't shoot a bow at our restaurant. Let <laughs> you go. Might, you might be a big Kids man. Kids shouldn't have weapons like this. You might
6: be a big man. But. Will
1: you. if?" <sighs> I, have I a, love that. I, you choked there, Danny.
7: I, I, I have a say. Yeah, okay. sorry. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish.
1: I have a proposition. Um, Fumi, I will let you interject <laughs> yes. if you have anything here. They are, are not eager to crates? listen to this proposition. What's that?
2: Are there any crates around or anything that I can basically t- you toss at them? <laughs>
1: Objects to throw, mayhaps? This is the, the question? <laughs> yes. Man, things are escalating today. Just <laughs> try to do some basic investigation. It's good to see the strengths of this party shine yeah. through on yeah. the first episode. <laughs> um, I mean, standing at the entrance here, um, I'm picturing you at the top of some stairs. There's a platform just exterior. There's not much on it. But I'll say there are two decorative urns. They look quite expensive. Hmm. Fumi. But they'd probably be heavy. Um, sort of like a lapis lazuli, beautiful blue color swirling around them.
2: But uh, would they be, like, do they look too heavy for airbending, though? Nope. Nope. Oh, okay.
1: An airbender and... such as yourself, uh, having some training from Tenzin, I think you could look at that and say, oh, yeah, I can lift that.
2: Okay. Then I am going to um, airbend those to hit the one holding Jingmin and um, one of the others.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I will have you rely on your skills and training. And this is, I think the first time someone has relied on their has skills. And training.
5: <laughs> 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 it's been a lot of pushing of luck
1: <laughs> for those their first time through. I'll read this. When you rely on your skills and training to overcome an obstacle, gain new insight or perform a familiar custom roll with focus on a hit, you do it on a seven to nine. You do it imperfectly. I'll tell you how your approach might lead to oh, unexpected no. consequences. You could accept oh, those consequences no. or mark one fatigue. Uh oh, Nikki's face is telling us <laughs> that um, this has not gone well.
7: Five. Uh,
2: Five. No.
1: That's after focus. You know. Yeah.
2: Focus is zero.
1: Oh, okay. Lovely. All right. Well. Um. Hmm. <laughs> I think the most hilarious option is that both urns fly past not into uh, these people clearly incriminating you Fumi if ever there was a question about your involvement in Jingmin's antics and swiftly we see the back of Min's head just struck with a blow
6: uh, oh, the 12 year old
1: The other two move towards you, Fumi, and quickly your vision fades as well as you feel a strike at the back of your head. The situation has definitely been escalated beyond an almost from a kid with a bow into something seemingly more dangerous. (laughs) The urns are shattered. Oh, no. There's probably a (laughs) price to be paid. Who knows how large. And let's cut back to Lynn and... I'm
4: oh god! Oh, f- <laughs> I forgot what's happening. Everything
3: is going wrong. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> well you we were supposed uh... to find clues.
4: Hey, I found a napkin. You Don't... did
3: find a napkin. You did find now, we found a, it, it's clue.
4: a you napkin. It's a soggy napkin. It's not correct napkin, I'm I can, sure. I
3: can I can water water out the napkin. It's fine. Oh
5: yeah, there you go. Demoisturize the napkin.
1: Yeah. In our (laughs) remaining minutes, uh, Amuk and Lynn, the cords have just broken. You have an opportunity. Perla is large, but seize your moment if you would. What do you do?
3: As soon as the bindings are broken, I just look at Lynn and give the universal signal of
1: can you describe that for our audio-only folks, guys?
3: <laughs> the universal <laughs> signal is giant head moving in the general like, position of Perla. Being like, full, a little a little a nod little, towards the toy. A little target, nod huh? to, like, we gotta just take care of that so we can run away without saying um, anything.
4: <laughs> is this the same room that Lynn first walked into and subsequently changed in?
1: No, that was a storage Mm. unit exterior to and a little further down the steps, just outside the back. So you are still in a room that is like just hanging off of the main dining area. There wasn't like a long hallway to get through. There's, you know, minimal discretion here.
4: What is the room made of? I assume the floors are wood. I assume there's nothing earthly (laughs) hiding around.
3: There's always the foundation you can tear
1: (laughs) up.
4: Now, let's bring down a skyscraper. Hold on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring down yeah, Republic City. Yeah, question uh question, Lynn, um, you're correct that the floor is wood. It seems that the beams are wood. Um, but there are crates in here. You can't see what's inside of them. Um, uh, there's a bit of metal in the room. There are some things hanging on the walls. Uh, they look like mostly retired kitchen instruments. No longer in the kitchen, but... Still there for some reason.
4: Um, I am going to go all in, which is a playbook move. <gasps> uh so I'm gonna shift my balance one towards risk. Mm-hmm. Um and for anybody who doesn't know the Adrift playbook, I started at plus three towards stability. So I've now I shifted it once towards risk in character creation, and now I'm at uh plus one towards stability. What I can do here uh, is once per session, when you decide to risk everything to overcome a difficult or dangerous opponent or challenge, shift your balance towards risk and roll with risk. On a hit, choose two. On a plus ten, also clear two conditions and fatigue. On a miss, mark condition and choose one. Options, if I succeed, are hold one, spend your hold to take a plus or twelve plus any move and pursue your goal, become empowered, press the scene, ignore the next condition and two fatigue you suffer the scene. Or ignore the next time that shifting your balance causes you to lose your balance this scene. Instead, don't shift your balance at all. I assume that this move going all in can be used in non-combat or in non-exchanges, right?
1: I believe so, yeah.
4: Okay. And if I I fail, I don't hit, um, I either have to mark a condition and I can't clear that for some time um, or I lose my balance towards risk again. Interesting. Um, So I'm going to... Roll here to attempt to smash a crate on this person. Just get up.
1: Oh, so just just physically, no attempted bending. You're just no, lifting a crate I, and smashing Perla.
4: Yeah, I don't think there's any earth in those crates, unless it is pure dirt. We are keeping back here. <laughs> is
3: it? Can I help in any way?
1: um, um let's get the roll. Okay. Oh, wait, Danny, do you remember if we're supposed uh, to do you can help actions before?
5: I think you can say how you help after they roll. I think so. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So, because right. they might not end up needing it. Yeah.
1: Let's see if a help action is needed here, Amuk.
3: I can pretend to have a tummy ache to get Perla's attention.
7: No,
4: there you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My, My tummy. tummy. <laughs> the fireflakes, Perla. They're not sitting well. <laughs>
4: um, so, rolling with. Risk. What am I adding to that?
1: So the the difficulty of doing this move at this time, Will, mm-hmm. is that it sounds like you're still more towards stability than risk on your balance track. Is that correct? You're still now at plus one stability.
4: Oh yeah. So I'm minus one for right? this role So yeah, I think so... the risk
1: value. Yeah, you're still not shifted. And like, if you keep making decisions over the course of the campaign that puts you into the risk mm-hmm. zone, this move will get stronger and stronger. But it sounds like at this mm-hmm. moment you would be rolling with a minus one to your roll. which doesn't mean it's going to be a fail.
4: Oh, actually. Oh, yeah?
1: What did, what did you do?
4: Well has, We rolled a seven total. <laughs> Not a seven total. Yeah, seven total.
1: Okay, oh, so after fine. the minus one, it's a seven.
4: Yeah, so we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna kind of yeah, succeed,?: you know,
1: Yeah, all right. Lynn. <laughs> so, Lynn, you abruptly stand and seize one of these crates and just make to smash it on Perla. And as you do, you seem to have moved quickly enough to catch Perla off guard. You acted in the instant that your bonds broke and the instant that Amuk gave you the universal nod. And you hear a loud thud on the other side of this crate as it eclipses your vision and comes down on Perla, who is large and taller than you. So you can still see most of Perla, in fairness. You hear a loud thunk of the collision of this crate against her head. Um, You're feeling very strong in this moment. Um, The crate seems to be empty, but the wood was hefty enough that maybe it did something. Um, And maybe it didn't. Immediately, you see the hands of Perla, large, large hands, come on either side of this crate. And she lifts it up so that you can now see her in her fullness. <laughs> and she makes to smash the crate back down on you. Uh, Amuk, I will give you an opportunity to do something since you're operating in concert here.
3: Um, at that moment, could I do, like, a sweeping of Perla's legs with my leg in like a spin kick thing to try to knock Perla off balance extra.
1: You are welcome to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think this would be a rely on your skills and training. Okay. Ooh. 8. 8. Okay. Describe your sweep and describe it with moderate success, Amuk.
3: Um, get down to the floor to then do a spin to the back of Perla's uh, knees to, to get Perla to knock down but I don't get the opportunity to follow through all the way mm. so it still knocks Perla over but I don't get to recover to stand back up as quickly as I would have if it was a successful cool spin move
1: <laughs> fair there. Okay. Um, your leg hits the back of Perla's knees, and one of them buckles, and she sort of topples forward. Her full weight collapses onto Lynn. Lynn, I would like for you to mark two fatigue.
4: Oh no. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So as as part of uh, going all in, I got to choose two things. One of which uh, could have been ignore the next condition and two fatigue you suffer during this scene could we null and void the two fatigue?
1: Hit me with that again, will
4: so um on a hit, I get to choose two things uh there are four options here, and one of them is ignore the next condition and to fatigue you suffer this scene.
1: Oh, sounds good to me, okay, yeah.
4: so I'll take that one, and I I uh, want you to know right now, the other one I'm taking is hold one. Spend your hold to take a, a 12 plus any move in pursuit of your goal.
1: Okay. And just to make sure I didn't miss it, was there a roll? Um, or was this just something you activate?
5: Ah, yeah, sorry. This, this is part of going all, Lynn.
1: That's right, this is the extension yeah. of all. My bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah, describe what you think happens, Lynn.
4: Um... <laughs> She goes down hard. This is like a tree in a forest everyone hears. There is no question what the sound is, because there is a small whimper from Lynn. And a whip <laughs> as we go out from under. Uh, pop back up. Pop back up under from under Brilla. And like scream whisper, we need to go fight. <laughs> just,
3: just scream back. We have to run.
6: <laughs> and
1: there is only that. one exit, and it is the entrance you came through. <laughs> but you do successfully burst out of that door and exit the restaurant without further difficulty.
4: Um, you hear a I moan my... from Perla
1: behind <laughs> you as you escape.
4: Yes, Will. Can I get my stuff back? Like, Can we leave to the back so I can get my things <laughs>
1: Amook, tell me, I mean, if if Lynn just splits out the opposite of the way you came, do you go for the front door and, or do you follow?
3: I'll follow. I'll follow Lynn. At this point, it's probably better for us to stay together.
1: Oh, okay. Sounds like a wise decision after this little lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Not Don't that I meant to teach anything. Right? This whole episode was just a lesson.
4: <laughs> don't split the party no it's okay to split the party it's okay, it's okay. There split are split the party certain don't buy too much yeah oh gosh.
1: yeah Lynn you are able um, to quickly get in dip into that room and grab the clothes that you had changed out of and anything else you had left behind
4: um, um, I'm gonna give the shirt back it feels cruel to take it so, so Lynn is actively changing while running out
1: That is incredible. And your moral (laughs) compass is astounding. So (laughs) even in the heat of this moment. And we have to cut there, my friends. Uh, That was a lot more than I thought that we would get into. (laughs) Even though we got much less far than I thought.
7: (laughs) Where (laughs) is Fumi and men? I know.
1: So we've got two younger kiddos who... um, It just really went poorly for, and we don't know where they are, and they don't either at this point. And Lynn and Amuk, you had a pretty close call there, Uh, but for the time being, you are back safe on the street. What's that? Did
3: Lynn keep the napkin with the address?
1: I mean i'm I'm not gonna say no to that i'm gonna give that to lynn thank god i'm not gonna say that somehow you lost that in the transition. there was no additional consequence lingering that i think i needed to cash in on so okay well friends i had fun (gasps) uh i'm sorry for how stressed you all look oh that was
5: great (laughs) that was fantastic
1: um so happy with uh you know how everybody brought wonderful energy to this um to our listeners, uh, thank you so much. And if you are joining us for the first time, um, wow, thank you. Uh, we hope that you give us a follow, whether on the podcatcher of your choice or on Twitch, uh, wherever you prefer uh, to consume the stories. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did you guys? Do you guys want to share any kind of rattled feelings with me? Like, did anybody want to leave the podcast already? Like, I just feel like I should check in here.
4: <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> not leaving, wanna... but we're determined.
3: Look, we still have many goals that we need to hit. We want a mech. We want a cute sidekick.
5: Yep. We want yeah. a pet. Jingmin um, needs to kill a man. Jing Oh
4: my gosh! Only to one. i like, that's why. Hold on. <laughs> <We'll> talk also, <laughs> yeah, on you, that later. We can't wait till we pro bend. I think. No. We... Yes. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah, we have to. We have a pro bending arc planned that we want to yeah.
4: do. <laughs> Steve is unaware of the arc. We've actually had a separate group chat. We've been planning yeah. this for a couple of weeks yeah. now. Yeah. A of years, Guys, don't worry. I'm not
3: offended. In, I'm intrigued. The in-world eras tour, if you will.
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is Korra. We do have some, some things to do in the Korra era for sure. And um, you have named some of them already, and I will do my best to uh, shape the way. Well... Um, if you haven't yet, listeners and viewers, um, we do have other dust fire media shows, The Flying Bison. Uh, we have our all new Space Western and the yet to be named Scum and Villainy campaign, as well <laughs> as some other one shots and goodies and miniseries that are an illegal amount of fun. Um, so if you haven't checked those out, please do. Otherwise, um, also hang out with us on Discord. Uh, we just love to get to know you all more. Um, huge thank you to our patrons, our merch store shoppers for helping us make this happen. I am like, I can't express like just how amazing it's been to do this for Mm. two years and now come to the point where we're launching two weekly shows. Um, that said, if you are on the fence or considering helping us out, we're a small independent podcast network. So if anyone happens to have disposable income, please dispose of it. Mm hmm. In our direction. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. if you can help us out, we'd greatly appreciate being pulled out of poverty via the Patreon link in the show notes. And, um, yeah, y'all, we will find out what happens to Jingmin, Lin, Amuksur, and Akifumiyako next week.
0: Bye, everybody.
5: Bye. Bye.
6: Bye.
0: Relics of the New Republic is an Avatar Legends actual play podcast produced by Dustfire Media. As an independent production, your support helps us to continue putting out content like this. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Dustfire Media, where you can also access exclusive content, including The Forge, our Patreon exclusive show. Dustfire Media seeks to remain family-friendly, but this is an improv storytelling game that players may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Until next week, seek harmony.